I got to just say again, super big thank you. Um, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to pastor Hickory Grove Baptist Church because you all are awesome. And that encouragement earlier, it means the world to me and just super thoughtful. So I know Kevin Naranjo and our deacon body had a lot to do with that. And just thank you for that. And it has been a race. It has been, I almost feel like it's more like a, a climb. Like we've been climbing Mount Everest and and, and we've reached a peak today to be able to be in this place together. And our folks, we have so many worshiping online. You have a front row seat here today with us. Uh, so we're all gathered together as one big family, and I love it. And I'm loving the swag bags with the kiddos here, man. I, I don't care if you start eating food and we can hear you chewing. Do it. Bring it. I might come eat some with you if I get a little hungry during this, but uh, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for choosing to be here. Thanks for keeping on being the church during this entire journey, and, and that's what we've been talking about this whole series. Now, I know I'm even getting, I'm almost getting tired of hearing me say deployed. I like, I'm ready to be undeployed almost. That's how bad it's getting. Uh, <laughs> I heard an amen on that. Let's get undeployed. Now, here I want to, I want to do a little flashback for you, though. Over four months ago, the last time that we had uh, entry into this campus where anybody who wanted to come could come was March 8th, and Aaron Sams preached the sermon that day. He's a teacher at Simon Kenton High School. Uh, he's pastored at Bellevue, Kentucky for years, good friend of mine. He brought a message. And I, I'm having a, another flashback before that flashback. We met months before he preached that sermon. We were planning the series called All Things Possible. We knew that that was going to be the theme for 2020. We got God laid it on our hearts before 2019 ended. This is going to be the year of the impossible. We're going to see God do the impossible. We did not realize how that was going to be challenged in 2020. We've seen a lot of impossibilities, haven't we? But as we prepared for that, uh, I was meeting with Aaron, and we were talking about what he was going to be preaching. We, hadn't we had not chosen which Sunday he was preaching yet. But he said, man, I'm going to tell my, my story, my son Caleb, who was born with a heart defect, and how uh, he still has that, but he's overcome so much. And I'm just going to tell the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that's in the Bible and how they were in the fiery furnace, but the furnace wasn't miraculously removed. Instead, Jesus just showed up in the furnace. And so it's just a reminder that sometimes the miracle isn't that the thing that is bothering us and that is in the way and that we hate so much and that is ah, just taken so much from us isn't removed, but instead Jesus stays with us through it. And I believe that's been our journey. Uh, it's so prophetic that that was the sermon that God laid it on Aaron's heart to preach way before March 8th. And even on March 8th, we had no clue that the next time we would reenter the campus would be July 5th. 2020. But yet, here we are in this place. And I just want to say, woo! So good to be here. I love seeing your faces, whether they're masked or not. They're so good to see. And I know the ones who have your masks on, you're just smiling really big. I can tell it by looking at your eyeballs. It's all good. Uh, but let's go back to that concept of deployed. What I want us to talk about today, especially it being Independence Day weekend, is how Freedom to worship was never lost. Freedom to worship was never lost from day one. Now, it probably felt like at times that we lost a lot of freedoms. And I think that's been something that's been debated. I mean, some of us have been really like, ah, uh, either sad or even mad at times, feeling like, wait, 
so I have to do this or I'm not allowed to do this. It feels like I'm being, my freedoms have been invaded in some ways. And, and if you felt that, I want you to lean in just for a little bit today because in the short time we have together, we're going to look back at the first century. We're going to look at Acts 8 and just the first eight verses of that chapter. And in the first century, they too went through a tragedy that took a lot from them. And yet we're going to see that the thing that was not taken from them was the freedom to worship. So let's start. Acts 8, verse 1, the very first sentence says, And Saul approved his execution. What? The whole chapter before was all about a wonderful, godly, righteous, full of the Holy Spirit man named Stephen. Stephen is now known as being the first Christian martyr, the first one to die for his faith, the first one whose life was taken from him by a mob of angry Jewish leaders because of his faith. And Saul approved his execution. Saul was very influential. He was a Jewish leader. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. And uh, so when he approved his execution, let's see what happened next. Because of that, and there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. So here's what happens. Chapters before that, we find that there was at least 8,000 followers of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. And because of this violent movement against Christianity, because those who were following Jesus were being persecuted, all but about 11 of them left Jerusalem. Now, that does not sound like freedom, does it? <laughs> well, if you think that doesn't sound free, let's keep reading. Verse 2, devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. In fact, they probably risked their lives to give this man a proper burial as Christ followers. Verse 3, but Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Well, that doesn't sound like freedom, does it? <laughs> and that's what life was like as a church in the first century. That was the tragic event of that day. And you could almost make the argument that not too many people would have blamed them if they would have said, you know what, we're just going to lay low and not even mention Jesus for a while. But that's not what they did because we see in verse 4, now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. <laughs> Boom, there's freedom. Everything else we just read didn't sound like freedom to me. Saul ravaging the church, men and women being dragged out of their houses and arrested, men being put to death for their faith in Jesus Christ. Doesn't sound like freedom, but there it was, right there. Those who were scattered went about preaching the word. I want you to know this today. Absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing will ever be able to stop you from worshiping God. Nothing, nothing. No pandemic, no persecution as we saw in the first century, no political divide, no rules of safety. Nothing can stop you from worshiping God except you. You're the only one that can stop you from worshiping God. And if you're feeling like you've lost a lot of freedom right now in the 21st century, all you got to do is rewind to the first century, and we see it right there. The persecution didn't stop the first century church. So it's my hope and my prayer that a pandemic will not stop the 21st century church. 
You know what? I believe I see evidence that it hasn't. I've seen people being the hands and feet of Jesus right where you live, right where you are. You haven't stopped being a church, and I've seen that. Now, I'm not saying it's been, yay, fun. We love this. We, we love not being able to enter our campus. We, no, we, we want to get back to some of the normalcy that we enjoyed before, and we'll get there in time, and we're going to keep praying for that and asking the Lord to do miracles, continue to do miracles, so we can experience that. But until then, friends, we are free. We are still free to worship because freedom is not dictated by our circumstances. Freedom comes through a relationship with the God who made you, the one who sent his son Jesus to die for you. That's freedom. That's our source of freedom. It says in verse 5, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. It's easy to miss this, but here's Philip who left Jerusalem, the comfort of his own home, and he's now in Samaria. He's a minority. He crosses the racial divide to worship freely in front of those around him that weren't like him, the Samaritans. He bridges that gap and crosses and proclaims Jesus to a group who thought that he would never want to hang out with them because he was a Jewish man. That's what freedom of worship really looks like. It goes on to say, Verses 6 through 8. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. I mean, miracles were happening. And you may make the argument, well, yeah, of course they listened to what he had to say, and of course there was joy in that city because, man, Demons are fleeing, lame are walking again. But I'm here to tell you, I see the miracles before us. And if we're not watching for them, if we're not in tune with the very Spirit of God, we miss them. But I've seen them. I hope you've seen some as well, too. I was thinking today at the 8 o'clock service, right here, very front row at the end of this was, was Tanya True. And I remember the, the day we got the news that her mom, Ada Bush, resident at Rosedale Manor, contracted COVID-19. And there was a part of me that felt that heaviness in my chest that said, no, no, this is not good. This is bad. This is, gonna, this is not going to end well. It was a feeling, a gnawing. They felt it too. And yet, just a couple of weeks ago, we got to drive our cars through a parade around the parking lot of Rosedale, and there's Miss Ada waving at us. She actually did one of these. I don't know. I think that's one that the cool kids do that. Like, what's up? She did one of those. It was so cool to see. That is a miracle, friends. Miracles are happening around us, even in the midst of this pandemic. But you know what the greatest miracle is? The greatest miracle is that we still worship Him freely, no matter what. We don't stop because we don't have to stop. We're free to worship no matter what. Nothing can get in the way except us. You are free to worship God every day, everywhere, no matter what. And I think the greatest risk of us entering this campus today is not the possibility of us trading some germs. I think the greatest risk of us re-entering the campus today is that we will self-impose restrictions of worship that we didn't realize we had done way before this pandemic. You know what I'm getting at? Where we feel like, oh, now I get to worship no, you've always been allowed to worship. And when you leave this room, 
And you go to lunch or you go back home and you finish your holiday weekend. And when you wake up the next day, you still worship. Every single moment, every single day, you get to choose to worship God. And if there's anything we should be learning from this pandemic is that we had to worship that way over the past four months. It's been 119 days since we did this. It's a long time. 17 weeks. But who's counting? Right? Listen, I don't want to minimize this. Man, I'm so glad that we have people back in this room. We have so many watching right now. You're right here with us virtually. And I appreciate those who are staying safe at home and choosing to do that. So this is weird. It's not exactly the same way you're saying it backstage. Like, this is so awesome, and this is so weird. But it's also so awesome. At the same time, we feel that. We feel the tension of that. But I want you to know this. This is the biggest risk that you think that your worship is limited to one hour on one day at 11969 Taylor Mill Road. Let's not get back to that. Because when we saw the greatest transformation through the power of Jesus Christ happen, it's probably never happened the same way as it did in the first century. And they had a lot going against it. And yet, wherever they went, wherever they were, they worshiped God. And it transformed their lives, and it transformed the lives of those around them. So let's talk about a next step today. And we've been calling it what you're deployed to do during this series. This is going to sound a little bit different. Today you're deployed to confess to God one thing that you are letting hinder your worship. Confess to Him one thing. When we pray in just a moment, you tell Him, Think about it right now. What is the one thing that's hindering? Don't think about this moment right here. Think about when you wake up tomorrow. What is the thing that gets in your way? What is it? There might be multiple things. Whatever it is, name it before God and say, God, I need your help with this because I'm letting this stop me from worshiping. I'm letting this restrict me. The first century church, persecution, fear of arrest, fear of death, that was some of the stuff they dealt with. For us, it might be that just getting through this junk that we're going through right now, it's so hard and it makes you feel sad at times, makes you feel mad at times. It's hard, isn't it? It really is hard. Let's not pretend it's not. But if they got through a persecution in the first century, we can get through a pandemic in the 21st century by the power of God with his help. And that's why we come to him and we confess it. We say, God, I'm letting this get in the way of worshiping you. Will you help me? Kick it out of my life. And if the one thing that's in the way of you worshiping God is that you have yet to even begin your faith journey with Him, let me remind you of the greatest promise in Scripture, Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when Philip left Jerusalem homeless and found himself in Samaria and he proclaimed the word of God, Other people did just that. They called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and they were saved and they were free as free could be. And I invite you to do the same today. Let's pray. Father, I come before you now thanking you that you've loved us so much from the start. You created us. You created every single person in this room. And Lord, you sent your son Jesus to die for the sins of the world. And in this moment right now, Father, 
if there even be one watching or listening or here in this room, has yet to say yes to you and give you their old life and therefore receive new life, eternal life freely from you. May they call upon your name right now and just say, Jesus, save me. I need you, God. Will you come into my life and give me new life? Make me free as free can be. Father, may anyone who is praying that prayer right now know, help them to know, help them to feel the weight of their sin being lifted from their soul. Help them to feel right now the freedom that comes from having everything they ever need in you. Father, Lord, we thank you for this. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, if you took a step of faith today, I want you to let us know that because we want to celebrate that. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you as you continue to take more and more next steps in your faith journey. All you have to do to let us know that is to take out that mobile device, text the word STEP, S-T-E-P, to 859-356-3162. Just text that word to us. We'll get that. We we won't stalk you too much. We just want to celebrate your decision and equip you in every way. And I just want to say this. Let's not stop praying. Let's not stop worshiping. Let's not stop being the hands and feet of Jesus right where you are. We are still the deployed church, even though the campus is reopened. I'm excited for the days to come, but I'm most excited that thanks to Jesus Christ, no matter what my circumstances are, no matter what your circumstances are, you are free. God bless you guys.